Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Rashford, he's in here, he scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Make United Great Again. I used to call it Mugga, but uh, I've been listening to the last few pods and Elijah calls no, it... Start the pod, United. start the pod, start the pod, bro. Your voice went like that 30 seconds ago. What's all this about, bro? <laughs> <laughs> can you please, can you please uh, speak to me like you was speaking <laughs> to me? Just... What are you, what are you tantalising for the fans? No, I'm not talking please. all that. This is a football podcast. Why the hell would I said, be said, hey guys. What? Can you please, can you please talk to me how you was talking to me a minute ago? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined this week uh, by, th- that was Nigo uh, that you heard over there. How you doing, Nigo? 
I'm good, my guy, man. That was Sebi as well, man. You know what I'm saying? It's and Sebi, and, and Sebi. What you said, Sebi? You're up, yeah? Yeah, man, I'm up, man. 100. We dead. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you're missing <laughs> this, 100. <laughs> There's no way you're missing this, bad boy. Come on. Um, we got Reams as well. Reams, they're calling you a, a, a regular. Yeah, listen, man, I'm a part of the team now, bro. <laughs> you know, I was, I was Casemiro. I was on the bench for a little while. Just, yes, same, same, sort of, same, same sort of impact as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, before we get into the, uh, what is actually a pretty... One of the best periods I've had since we started Mugga, if not the best period. Um, got to do the usual unplug the socials if you're a listener uh, and you're somebody who's also on Twitter. Make sure you give us a follow on the Twitter, TLF underscore Mugga. Uh, we've started putting some content back on the Patreon. So uh, we've got uh, pro game reactions to a couple of our Europa League games. This week, I'm hopping on with Reams to do a preview of the game against Sociedad on Thursday. And we're going to be having some little bits and pieces covering the youth and whatnot over the coming week. So a bunch of you jump back onto the Patreon. Appreciate you. You will be rewarded for your time and your, your coinage. Uh, and those of you who haven't yet, hop on too. Um, with that being said, guys, it's, it's a busy period. It feels like we're playing a game every other day at the moment. So let's get into it. Let's start with yesterday's game. Uh, a 1-0 win over West Ham. Uh, they're not a team that historically does uh, well against us at home. Uh, and neither does David Moyes, once upon a time, our manager. So I'm going to come across to you first, just because um, you're in a good period. You've had to face a lot of adversity on this pod. Uh, some people will point out how ironic it is that uh, Stevie suddenly gone AWOL. I, I think it's merely a coincidence. But uh, Seb, I'll come across to you first to get your thoughts on the 1-0 win yesterday. Yeah, man. I, I actually don't think it's a coincidence with Stevie because, uh, yeah, man, he, he he was active before. All of a sudden, you don't, you don't like Man United. Um, which is interesting, anyway. But yeah, man, um, I think it was it was an interesting game. It's uh, uh, unlike uh, um, you know uh, our, our previous games where there was a lot of control. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really feel like we had much control um, in, in the West Ham game. And notoriously, I've always felt as West Ham as a bogey team. I know in recent years, with like since like Oli, I don't think they've beaten us. But historically, I've always said, uh, you know what, West Ham, regardless if they're doing shit or if they, you know, if they're f- flying high, that's like a tough place or um, a tough team, should, should I say, to to play against. So, um, yeah, like when we started the game, um, I knew it was going to be a graft. I was a bit surprised by Ilanga, but you know, Sancho, you know, he only has himself to blame. Um, but it, it, it looked like we had no right-hand side. Actually, Dano was holding up the right-hand side himself, right? So that meant that a lot of the work and a lot of the good work was coming down the left-hand side. Mm. Um, and uh, Luke Shaw and Rashford were able to combine on, on, on several occasions. We've heard, uh, that, pairing. That, looked, We've heard that pairing before. We've we? heard that pairing before, man. Yeah, bro, uh, Luke Shaw, man, uh, he can't keep doing this. He, he's a nasty <laughs> guy. He can't keep doing this. But, um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. disgusting, man. He's doing it again. Um, but yeah, Rashford and Luke uh, uh, co- uh, combined um, uh, great on the left-hand side. And that was pretty much like our only threat. You know, I only ever saw a goal come in you know, via the left-hand side or via Rashford and, and Luke Shaw. Um, I feel like Casemiro was good in the first half. The second half, I felt like he gave the ball away too cheaply. Uh, Maguire, um, his first start in a while. 
Um, first half, I think it was shit. Second half, I feel like he he he, he was good. Dallow was immense. Um, I think you, there was a comment in the group chat in regards to if uh, all of those crosses came in and Wambasaka was there, we'd have lost three one uh, or four one or whatever <laughs> it was. We would have got dunked on. Um, mm. So that that was immense from 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 Dallow. Martinez steady, very very good. De Gea actually come off his line a couple of times in regards to you know when Maguire was a bit slow in the first half. So I thought over over uh, I think overall individual performances weren't too bad. But in regards to the actual team play, I don't think it was uh, a, as good as previous weeks. But it wasn't as shocking as as what we're used to from. From, from United in previous years as well. Agreed, agreed. Um, it was a real tussle. Reams, obviously, you, you're a man who likes to watch the games back once or twice after we played the, the first 90 minutes. What do you think it was about uh, yesterday that meant that we had less control than previous games? Was it the players? Was it fatigue? Was it West Ham making things difficult? What, what did you take away from it? I just want to say I haven't rewatched this game because it was absolutely tragic. But... Um, I think a lot of it was to do with um, we had a lack of control in the midfield. Casemiro and Christian Eriksen especially weren't as secure on the ball as they've been in recent weeks. You know, especially in the second half, rushing their decisions, giving it away, you know, instead of just slowing down the tempo. Um, Eric Ten Hag spoke after the game in terms of like our decision making on the ball. It's like he described it as a tennis match. And basically what it means is as soon as we got the ball, we gave it back to them. And then they was attacking back on us again. So it was back and forth, back and forth instead of just slowing it down. I think um I think um no Anthony was a big factor in that because Anthony really helps helps aid us and build up play and he gives us like uh um what's the word I'm looking for? He gives us functionality on the right wing in terms of his ability to retain the ball, his ability to combine with Dallo. Bruno Fernandes, whoever it may be, Alango was basically on there just running around. He wasn't a factor in the game. If you look at the um, if you look at like the pass maps for the game, like, it's literally everyone playing on the left wing. Like, <laughs> I, they, they, I think there's, there's there's one particular like pass map that got posted that was killing me. Like maybe you look to post it tomorrow or something. But literally, Ronaldo's on the left wing, Bruno's on the left wing, Rashford's on the left wing. <laughs> And it's just Elanga out there on the right wing, and there's literally no connect, no connection to him. No one, no one is passing it to him. So when we've seen that, whenever our build-up is always left-hand side heavy, it's kind of been a bit more chaotic. In recent weeks, we've had that threat on the right-hand side as well with Dallo and with Anthony. But this time, Dallo didn't really have no one to pass to. Um, Maguire is a little bit slower on the ball than Varane is. Varane kind of moves the ball quicker than he does. Um, even if he's not as progressive, he still moves the ball quickly. Um, and yeah, and I think, as you mentioned, fatigue as well. Like, you have to think, these guys are playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday for like the last four weeks now. And he's not, and he's playing the starters every game. <laughs> I, know, I know West Ham has been doing that as well, but I'm pretty sure last week we played Tottenham on the Thursday. I'm not sure if West Ham had a conference league game on the Thursday as well, but. I know the game. I think, was Tottenham on, I think it was Tottenham on a Wednesday, then Chelsea on the Saturday. There was no, out, there was no um, Europe that week. I don't think for, okay. for, for West Ham. So you may, yeah. um, I'll let you keep talking. But I want to ask you a question. You made an interesting point about Anthony, and obviously we know he came in from Ajax with big, uh, big fee, and part of the fact was part of the reason was that Ten Hag wanted 
a player who already knows his system. Uh, part of the things that people mention that they don't particularly like about him at times is that he doesn't necessarily take on his man when he isolates him one-on-one. But you mentioned a really good point there about combining and about helping us to keep possession uh, in comparison to what we saw yesterday. Do you think that, from Anthony's perspective, that uh, that factors into his decision-making or it just happens to be a coincidence that sometimes he just decides to keep it, come back inside, recycle it, and just give us an opportunity to hold on to the ball a little bit rather than potentially trying to go at his man and, and losing the ball and then the other team coming back at us? Um, I think here's my thing with Anthony, right? Like, I, I wasn't really that high on him coming in, but, like, with me, I think a lot of people tend to focus on what a player can't do instead of focusing on what they actually offer. So with me, it's 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 important for I think to focus on what Anthony actually Anthony actually brings to the team. And that's the first game we've played without him since he's been here, I believe. Is that right? And we've Yeah. I think he's I think he's started every game since he's been here. So and you've kind of seen how lopsided our team was like building wise, how it kind of threw the whole balance off, how we kind of basically lost all our threat from the right wing. So people, people's gonna say, obviously, Anthony's not a dynamic wing threat. He's not a blah blah blah. This and that. that all right, that's all of that's true. Fair enough. But it, it, it's clear to me that he's what he does actually provide has improved. Like the floor of this team has improved the way we can play football. It's improved the versatility of the team, the dynamics of the team. So I I, I tend to really like to focus on what he's actually provided. And I think mm, what he's provided point. has been positive, more positive. Like, I feel like the positives outweigh the drawbacks. Yeah. And you can't make that argument for everyone, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's some guys that they have their positives, but the drawbacks are so alarming. Like, it just... It, it it's not worth it. it. Yeah, he's, it's not worth he's it, a, you know he's what I mean? A, he's a net positive and the team is better when he's in it. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with that too. I definitely agree with that too. Um, yeah, no, keep sorry. I, I interjected to ask you about Anthony, but you were you were going to yeah, keep going, man. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, like I think the fatigue is a is a is a big part of it as well. Like in the second half, Casemiro and um, Ericsson, they kind of just look at like it was out of it a little bit. And Ericsson isn't the most defensively aware midfielder anyway. Like you know what I mean? And, like it just looked like they were tired. It looked like they didn't want to take too much time on the ball. They were trying to pass things first time, turning it over. Just, it, we, it, it, it made the game chaotic. And against a team like West Ham, that's an athletic team. They have a lot of ball carriers. You know, Declan Rice could carry the ball. Um, they brought Mikel Antonio. He could really carry the ball. Um, it, it, in a chaotic setting like that, when you're playing against a team that's athletic like West Ham, it doesn't really play into your hands. You don't. You want, you want to slow it right down. And, and when you slow it right down, a team like West Ham who don't have loads of technical players it kind of doesn't play into their hands so I think it's that but obviously I think since Man City every game we've played I think I'd say we've probably been the better team we've had superiority we've controlled most of it except for the second half against Everton which have kind of followed a similar pattern to this one so I think I'm not going to be too overly critical like we're not going to be perfect in every single game and obviously these guys they've been playing 180 minutes for like a month now, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's one of those games that we weren't great, but it still showed 
certain intangibles that we haven't had recently, such as like resilient, resilience, yeah, resilience, resilience. We do this. That's how we do this. Would call would, would would call it. Um, you're absolutely you're absolutely right in regards to that. Um, this team got some dog in it. We got some dog in us now. We got some dog in us now. So it's a culture. It's a culture shift, man. It's a culture shift. And like Sebi said, if that was last year, we would have held about four. Like, you know what I mean? Facts. It's facts. And I think before the game, um, like a few weeks before the game, I think we were talking about it in the middle of the chat, and somebody was like, "Oh, West time They've been decent." And then I think it was you and Elijah who were like, "It's one of them games you just win because you're man you." And, it, <laughs> and I know you know what you mean sometimes like you come out of it and you weren't particularly good was like we just beat them because the man knew and it was at Old Trafford um, it wasn't quite that because we had to make some blocks and saves at the end of the game but that was a really kind of grit and grind grizzly sort of sort of win and I, I ain't mad at it man I think you love to see them personalities and you even see like Martinez he's a nutter in it uh, and He's rallying up the other guys. He got David De Gea. I say big cojones. So you know, listen, man, it's it's a good time had by all. Um, Nigo. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, pre pre pod we spoke. We said one hundred rash one hundred. Um, so the boy from Withenshaw, he's done it. A hundred goals for Manchester United in in all competitions. Um, he's a player who a lot of people have stocks in. Namely Sebi, so don't worry, Sebi. I will come across to you and, and you, Reams, as well, actually. Uh, so it's actually a pretty pro Rashford uh pod at the moment. Um, but he's uh, a player who a lot of people have had stocks in since he's come through, and I think it would be an understatement to say he struggled uh, in the last 18 months or so. Um, but he's a player who looks to have really come alive again under Eric Ten Hag, either on the left or or, or up front. Uh, I wanted to talk about his performance yesterday. I think he was one of the few bright spots in a somewhat chaotic game. So, yeah, talk about, I guess, what you saw from him yesterday and generally um, the changes you've seen in him under the new regime. Yeah, if if I'm honest with Rashi, um, I think he's one of them players where uh, it sounds mad, but I think he's had too much control over his positioning and... um, and a lot of things, a lot of things to do with formation uh, at Man United in, the, I think, the, mo- the most recent regimes. You know these arguments about is he best on the left? Uh, what's his job for Man United, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think what Ten Hag has come in and said is, I, I see you as a goal scorer. Like I, the attributes you have, I see them to their maximum uh, capability. Because I think he's always, you've always been aware of them, right? You know the speed, the the strong shot the um sometimes the ability to finish I, I think he still struggles with composure in front of a goal even in the last couple of weeks um but the attributes haven't always um correlated to a positive result and i think at united he started off kind of accidentally sent forward because that how martial injury had come comes in and he scores a couple goals in the i think it was europa league in the premier league fa cup like all of his debuts he was scoring and then he moves on to that left side. And I think part of it is less pressure with scoring goals, more ability to run in behind, um, ability to use that that pace and more space to run into um, rather than, you know, being centre forward and having like 12 touches in the game. Um, Rashford's, Rashford's a, a footballer's footballer. He wants to fill the game in and play football and get the ball at his feet and, you know, hopefully get the opportunity to score. I think the last few weeks he's been way more intentional um, and he, he he said it rightfully so. Um, certain things in his own personal life and etc. was impacting his game. 
I, I, I wholeheartedly still put part of it down to the injury as well. You know, you've just come back from an operation, um, go straight into the team. I think he even scored when he came back, I think against Newcastle, I could be wrong. But yeah, the, uh, yesterday, how I saw Rash was very intentional, um, back to being more selfish, which I like. I think the introduction of Ronaldo uh, from last season had turned him into this almost like subservient player that would just give the ball to Ronaldo whenever he's in a shooting a shooting position. That time when he when he cut in uh, from the left side and took that shot, I was like, okay, that's the rash I know. Or running at the right back, that's the rash I know. Like, I think he was our brightest spark in that front three, the ability to be able to slow down the game, take it away from our defence, take it um, away from our midfield and push the ball further up, win fouls um, higher up. I think he gives me hope that, you know, once we get a, a competent front three, we'll be good. Um, and that's something that's something that, you know, I think as football fans, we we prefer, if that makes sense. Or um, I've just seen that. But yeah, no, um it was I think it was a good performance by Rash. What are you saying, what are you saying, Sebi? How are you feeling about the um the goal? Oh uh, yeah, the goal, I'm not gonna lie, it was peak. Um that 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 that's like one of Rashford's best goals, just because, like, we don't know if he, we no everyone assumed. Well, actually, he hasn't downloaded that pack yet. He ain't downloaded that that bullet header pack yet, right? You know, not, Rashford actually notoriously is known for those uh those miss headers, but scoring two headers in in two games, but that that header in particular. Yeah, it just made me happy, and it was like the the even the 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 whole build up of the uh, of of the goal, yeah, where you know Ericsson's done the one two, uh, Ericsson just being intelligent and being smart, wanting the ball, yeah. playing it quick, yeah, and then just a floated pass, a floated pass from Ericsson is basically said, all right, let's see what you have, let's see what you yeah. got, I you floated know it in the area, let's see what you what you can do, and you know what, just before he scored, he had a strike that was. Almost um, a header that was almost um, exactly the same. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. The cross came in from Dallow, I think it was. Um, and that one was a bit more tame. If anything, that header looked, the one from Dallow looked more like the rash that we know, where it's like, um, he's just trying to get it on target. Whereas mm -hmm. the one that he scored looked like the rash that he's trying to become, where it's like, I'm going to, I'm, 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 I'm going to hit a little run up on this. And try and put as much um, as much muscle in it as possible. I'm not gonna say which which part of his body muscle he's using. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying certain muscle to get that get that goal in. You know what I'm <laughs> Man's using the certain muscle. You know what I'm saying? Big up him and then muscles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh shit! One love. Yeah, but yeah, man. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man. I was really happy um, that I could get that, get that, that, that one hundred. And now my my aim is uh, for the end of the season, uh, Rashford to have his total goal tally, um, uh, well, total goal ratio as uh, one in three. He's just a bit below that. Um, but actually, if you take him minutes played, he probably is around that. But in regards to like games to goals, he's just yeah, he's just a. a you sorry, got an objective a number you, you think he can hit? 
Um, ideally, I'd like to see 15 in the league. Um, I know that's a high mm. ask, um, but 15 in the league after a comeback season, that means that the team overall is doing, you know, is doing well and doing what they need to do. But also, it, it, it then kickstarts him for the following year um, mm. for him to actually really, really then push on, the team to push on more additions, more attacking additions. Mm. And yeah, 15 um, in, in the league, maybe 18 all comps. He's on seven now. So uh, uh, all comps. So that that means he he'd need eleven goals from now to the end of the season to actually Definitely. reach that tally, which I think is is achievable, really. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't I don't think I don't think uh, uh, you know have, we haven't played Carabao Cup yet, but even though we've got a hard <laughs> team, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to add those Carabao. You know, obviously we've got a couple hard fixtures to start we've off. Got with, a young but... friendly in December as well. Still, yeah, hey, listen, man, young friendly against some next. That team. guy's on the that guy's on the plane to Qatar, bro. He, he ain't gonna be around in December. Oh, yeah, he ain't playing that friendly. Hey, no, he's done enough, man. That's the, Sancho, that's the Sancho. That's the Sancho friendly. That that game in um, yeah, yeah Sancho, Sancho might have to captain that game still. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think he should. His best season were what twenty one goals, twenty two goals. Um, yeah, what was that the one where him and Martial both hit doubles? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I think twenty three that season. Yeah, I think he should be aiming to to, to kind of match those numbers. I think yeah, it was a great same. point you made on the previous uh, pod, uh, Reams, where you spoke about him missing chances is absolutely fine. And like we say, when you look at the list of the highest goal scorers, um, it's also the same list as people who miss the most big chances. What mm. you want is an attack that is able to consistently create these chances. And we're not quite there yet. When I was watching yesterday, Ronaldo, to be fair, had a few chances himself. And I think um, he just so dusted that he couldn't score. But Rashford yeah. had uh, the goal he scored, the one that got blocked and just went over. Uh, I think he had a, another header and maybe another shot. So he's the only player who consistently in the attack is able to get himself into the positions via movement and his physicality or just by his individual ability to be able to get chances. We know when it's Martial comes that in... that way every game. It's that way every exactly, game. Exactly, exactly. And we know once Martial comes in, they have a bit of a link. Well, not even a bit. They have a great link-up, which means that that should lead to Rashford getting into good positions and him being fed a bit easier than he currently is. But I think, hopefully, the attack keeps humming. The team gets better and better. I think there's no reason he shouldn't score 20 or comps. I think that should be the baseline for Rashford every season. He's got 100 now. He's got an outside shot, depending on how long he stays, that maybe ended up being Manchester United's all-time top scorer. Um, he'd need a couple of big seasons where he probably gets around 30. Wait, what's our all-time? 260? 250-something? Rooney, isn't it? 250. Yeah. So he needs a couple of big seasons where he probably got 30 goals to do it. But yeah, because Rooney really, Rooney, Rooney averaged like 18 to 20 goals a season, really. Yeah, but he just yeah. played so many seasons, right? And then he yeah. had two or three seasons where he bagged loads of goals to really take it over the top. But he's he's got a decent chance. He turned 25 today, didn't he? Um, so another seven years of scoring 20, 25 goals a season. Uh, and you're there and thereabouts, man. So, yeah, Rashford, I'm so happy for him to see him really turn things around. Like, And it's, it's a general um, conversation, I guess, how quickly we write players off. You mm. can't get a 24-year-old washed. That's insane. <laughs> like, unless it's like he's had a debilitating injury, which completely takes away an aspect of his game. And obviously, we know Rashford's a top, top athlete. Um, and at times, during his um, poor form, he did look like he'd lost a yard. He'd lost his explosiveness. Um, but we are quick to write players off, you know. Um, 
and it also shows how big a part confidence plays. You know, he's clearly out there loving his football again. He's taking guys out there. Was a, when he cut in, like cutting and he had Skamaka. Yeah, oh yeah, no, that no, no, not that one. Okay, the scum, I was talking about the Skamaka one, nah, but yeah, that cutting was hard. He cut in the last night. season. What he would have done is he would have tried to go inside, do that one-two dribble thing, and lost the ball. Yeah, whereas he's, he's shifting it and and slapping it. Cutting knuckle, cut, cut yeah. knuckleball near the end. Um, somebody played him down the left, and then Kerr had to like grab his shirt to stop him. Yeah, he's been a threat for ninety minutes, and that's it, just, man. He's just on it. He's just on it. So yeah, man, it's not it's, it's not too bad of a player to build your uh, current and your future around. So yeah, long long may it continue. I'm really I'm really really happy for the lad, man. Rash um, one hundred. Rash one hundred. Rash one hundred. Hashtag Rash one hundred. We say one. Oh, oh, cool. So let's uh, look uh, to what actually suddenly shaping up to be Europe's premier competition with all the teams that are coming down from the Champions League uh, in the Europa League. So we played Sheriff uh, midweek. Uh, we got a 3-0 win. Uh, Reams, take us through your thoughts on, on that performance. You didn't really learn much, to be honest. Um, what did you learn? Sheriff literally packed everyone behind the ball. It's kind of like a, it was kind of like a training exercise just to see how we could cope against these blocks. Um, it was all right, you know. Christian Eriksen, Christian Eriksen was basically the primary ball handler in that offense. You know, what I mean, he was the one tasked with really breaking things down. Sometimes he was forcing it a little bit. In my opinion, I felt like he was forcing it quite a lot of the time. Um, the main thing I guess we learned is that still as a team. In the final third, we could get better with our decision making, our shot selection, etc. But um, you know, we got the first goal from a set piece finally. Um, and then after that, in the second half, you know, um, Luke Shaw come on. Did he start? I don't think he started. You know, he come on in the second half for Dallo, I believe, and he got a good assist for Rashford again. He spoke with him, attacking the ball, getting a good header. And Ronaldo again, after looking useless, he, he got a goal that, he, that his confidence really needed. So like. He doesn't learn much. I think we're getting better against deep blocks. We're getting better at, you know, there's, there's times where teams will part the bus against us and we wouldn't create any chances and give up loads of counter-attacking chances, which we didn't do. Um, so that, that I think that's the main positive that we, like, we don't get caught on the break now whenever we have, like, possession or superiority or whatever you want to call it. But, mm. yeah, um, I guess that the main takeaway is just a little bit more quality in the final third, and we probably win that game six 0 or something like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, we had the, we had the same issue against Ammonia in the previous game, didn't we? Oh. Uh, and we could point to that against Chelsea uh, for that first half an hour or so. And again against Newcastle, I think is that conversation we had in the chat where we were talking about if you could choose a, a superstar midfielder or a superstar attacker, who would you get? And you know, some people say midfielder. It's like just putting a superstar attacker in almost any team, they're gonna win you points. They're gonna win you points that you wouldn't necessarily win without them on the pitch because they can do things and create half chances out of um, things that aren't even chances and score goals out of nowhere. And I think we're we can see we've very much improved in regards to the first two phases of the pitch. Uh, 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 someone's breathing is insane. <laughs> uh, I just want the listen, listeners to know that it's not me. Because I, I, I know me. back yeah. in the days, they used to I, blame me, bro. It, it's, it's that's, that's, me. That's, that's actually my niece. She's sleeping <laughs> on my chest. So, okay, that's carved in. Yeah, she's an honorary okay. member. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> she's I an honorary member. She's yeah, an honorary member of Muga, man. 
So, um, yeah, what I got to say to you. So, um, yeah, we have, we, we've much improved in the first and second phases. And now it's you're getting the ball into the third phase. And it's like, who are your attackers, right? You've got Rashford, who looks like uh, he's coming back to his best and he's able to create chances. Now we need guys who can match that. You've got Anthony on the right, who isn't obviously as dynamic a talent um, as Rashford. But like Reams mentioned, he makes the team better. He is got that dog on him. He's got a strike on him. He helps us retain possession. He combines really well with Dallow. And you almost want to just add a striker, perhaps an Anthony Marshall, I don't know, uh, to that concoction. And then you have a, a, a decent front three who should be able to make things happen. Uh, Nigo, I want to come across to you uh, because a certain gentleman, uh, well, I call him a gentleman, he's still only 18, Alejandro Garnacho, uh played yeah, on yeah. Thursday. Um, and I, I guess... He offered. No, 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 no what I think about what. What do you think about what he offered us? Not sure the pronunciation of that name, but that was Paul Merson esque. Was it? How? 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 Yeah, how? How do I pronounce it? Racist, yo. Alejandro Garnacho. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna repeat yeah, that. What you saying, yeah, what what you say, Demon Cream? You had you had tapas once. <laughs> <this week. laughs> I know him, I know him. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts, Nigo, on, on his performance on Thursday? Reem's got me even scared to say the guy's last name now. Yeah, no, I, I, same, same. I was about to say it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. So, Alex Gaucho, fuck you. <laughs> Alex Gaucho. Man said he's a date idea. <laughs> Yeah, what were your thoughts on on what he offered on on Thursday? <laughs> no, you're frightened. <laughs> no, I think he, him. I think <laughs> him. I, I think Al did all right, man. I think when he came on, he, um, um, no, sorry, he started the game, which is um, my concern actually was him starting. If I'm honest, I thought uh, look hasn't played. I think almost all season he hasn't played. Um, Ten Hag is sort of. Uh, hinted that you know it's sort of disciplinary issues or just him you know um being a kid and i guess he's just coming into money and and independence and and whatever and he's saying that essentially you know he's he's matured enough to to get his start so at first i was a bit concerned because i thought you know put him on last 30 minutes where he can just run at people when they're tired and you don't have to worry about his match fitness because i don't think he's been with the under 21s as well um whereas um yeah, I don't think he's been with the under 21s. So um when he did start, I was a bit concerned, but I think he was he was our brightest. But I genuinely believe he sh- he could have and should have featured against West Ham um in some sort of in some in some sort of way, even if he came on the last 20 minutes, because maybe Ten Hag thought he played already. But I think he's uh n- not the missing piece for now. I still think we need to invest in another forward and I'm more than one forward. I think two, two, two players, each position front three next season. The only 31 that we have is rash. Martial might get injured every three weeks. Ronaldo, please leave. Um, Garnacho, I don't... <laughs> it's so painful because you know what? Even in that game again against Sheriff, uh, yeah. who shot the Sheriff, he had chances. It's like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. My assumption is that the finishing should be the very last thing to go. Now he's missing chances that Ronaldo, I know, would put those away. And it's not even chances where it's necessarily him ne- needing to run onto anything. It's just connection, technique. 
Um, I think so the worrying thing for Ronaldo is that is the argument that everyone has for him starting or staying at United. Their thing is, but a striker's job is to finish. So the argument they've always had for pro Ronaldo is, doesn't matter if he doesn't do all the other things, he puts the ball in the back of the net. Not even ever in the box. Like the guy's yeah. never in the box. Facts. And now he's not putting the ball in the back of the net. What kind of poacher is never in the box? Can guy always go, feet. Bring, can't play. You can't, you can't bring me get in the box. Bring me Charlie McNeil, man. I'm trying to see something, man. I'm trying to see some goals. <laughs> yeah, man. you're right, Reams, in regards to him never being in the box. Like, stop doing that drop deep thing, right? Please, bro, spare us. Oh, my day. He thinks he's still nice, bro. Do you know? <laughs> I used to tell him. Hi, fellow kids. <laughs> like, no, that, but that's what I hate. No, that's what I hate about pro Ronaldo's, though, man. Man, speak about him like he's like he's still him. Like, man, will be like, yeah, but he's got eight hundred club. Goals. It's like, yeah, Rooney was bagging goals. I don't want him to start tomorrow, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I agree, got, man. Yeah, I agree with you in regards to Garnacho. I think um, maybe with uh, Ten Hagas easing him in, he made a point uh, in regards to his mentality and his approach, which wasn't impressing him. But he's impressed him in recent weeks, and he's earned this start. And I love again. We come back to that meritocracy. Um, when Casemiro came in, he's Casemiro. He's a world-class uh, DM. And based on that and how much we paid, the expectation is he comes straight into the starting lineup. Um, but Scott McTominay was playing well, so he kept him in the team. And yeah, probably we look back at that game against Manchester City and think if you swap uh, Casemiro for McTominay and you have that uh, pivot in there, there's a bit more control and the stats show Casemiro's impact um, since he's come in and, and the eye test shows it as well. Uh, but when you're trying to really create a culture where it's like you get what you work for, you will sacrifice a, a, a one game uh, or a two games to create something that's going to last. If his plans to be here for three, four, five years, six, seven years, if he ends up being successful, you want the players to understand that everything that you're going to get at this club is going to be based on you earning it. Um, not because of your name, not because of who you are, not because of what you did at Juventus, Real Madrid or Manchester United when you were here before, but you showing that you're better than that other guy. Uh, and if you don't, your spot is up for grabs. You know, Luke Shaw lost his spot. He's got it back. He looks like he doesn't want to lose that spot again. Um, Reams, let's talk about Luke, Luke Shaw. Um, a truly perplexing professional football life, if I ever saw one. Um, this is what, his fourth rebirth, I think? Um, I believe so. <laughs> so I think he, 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 had, he had to compete with Brandon Williams, Alex Tayers, and now Tyrone, uh, yeah. this has been his sternest test yet. Yeah. Um, have you seen anything new in regards to his approach with Ten Hag? Is it just that same Luke Shaw you get whenever that challenge does come in? Do you think Ten Hag is potentially the manager who is able to make him sustain this long term? Or do you think that just enjoy him while he's doing this, but he, he really isn't the guy to put your stocks in? You know what, yeah. I think this version of Luke Shaw, I wouldn't say it's the best he's played, but I think this version of Luke Shaw is the most we've ever gotten out of his actual qualities, if that makes sense. Like, on the Ollie, Luke Shaw and Paul Pogba was the only guys we had who could progress the ball. Like, it was Luke Shaw, Pogba and Inshallah. That's the only way you could get him to progress the ball. But this version of Luke Shaw, he's, he's been able to build real relationships with the other players on the pitch other than just overlap. Mm. Over, over than that overlap he used to do with, with Rashford. That's, that's still cash money now. 
But like that was basically the only connection he had on the pitch. He, in this more inverted role, he can he can link up with Casemiro, Ericsson, Rash, Lisandro, and it's really showing all of his qualities. Like he is so technical, like and he, he he's even more technical yeah. than I realized he was. Like his first touch is velvet. Like he can he can he can receive the ball under any scenario. His touch is velvet. He's a great passer. He can really carry the ball. His crossing has improved a lot. And there's a period of time when the only course he could do was like a cutback across the floor. But now, I don't know. Like I don't know if it's because of Alex, Alex Tears, who was supposed to be a good crosser, like kind of lit a fire up his ass. But he's he, he's showing. He's dipped right down inside his goal yard bag right now and showed us the full extent of what he's got inside his bag. And yeah, you know, like I can't lie. I was kind of out on Luke Shaw after last season. I'm like, bro, like. How many times do you have to watch the same terrible horror movie? Like, mm. you know how this ends, and you know what? Like, maybe he's tricking me again. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe this, maybe this, maybe his Rolex isn't real again. But like, we'll I find out. Yeah, yeah, we will find I think, out. I think like out of every player that Ten Hag has had the biggest effect on, I would say like both fullbacks. We've seen the biggest effect on both fullbacks. Like, even like Dallo as well as even Dallo more so. I'd say. So I, I, I don't know if if I think it's fake or not. I think he really suits the style of football we're playing right now. His skill set mm-hmm. really is really important and really like flourishes under the system. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know what is a is a great point um, uh, you made and, and touched on in regards to Ten Hag and I guess the culture that he's setting and and the sound bites that are coming from the players is the fact that like Rashford said, we're enjoying it. It's hard, but we're enjoying it um, and. It's that culture of excellence that we're trying to bring back into the club. And he knows, Luke Shaw will know with Ten Hag once again, if your performances dip too much, you will come out of the team, right? You will come out of the team and there's a player there who has got something about him in Malaysia. Like, Brandon Williams, you are better than him. So um, that wasn't necessarily a real threat. Tellez comes in and he's really not that guy at all. So no, not actually a real threat either. Like you said at the top, Reams, this is the sternest test yet. And Malaysia is a young, improving player, um, so it'll be interesting to watch how that develops over the com- hopefully develops over the coming, hopefully develops over the coming seasons. But yeah, he looks really strong down that uh, left hand side, regardless of who he's linking up with. The deliveries are quality, like you say, the touch, the linking up, the coming inside, um, and I think the fact that. You remember, like in the in, in the past uh, iteration of this team, he was the only one in the back line who could consistently pro- uh, progress the ball. Now on that left-hand side, he's also got Martinez who fizzes it through the lines for fun. Um, and he's got Ericsson who, who he can really connect with as well, who kind of plays in that yeah. left-hand. You know, I mean, yeah. the next on that left-hand, like, deep channel that yep. he likes to operate. So there's a real connection. Like, before United, there was never any triangles. I mean, mm. like, over the last 10 years, how many times have you really, have you really seen us playing triangles? Yep. They've some time on the LVG. That's about it. Hey, the, the Rondo, they was clowning us about the Rondos in preseason. <laughs> <laughs> Rondos are Rondos are great because it lets it's you know the technical, the technical level of your your players. And those Rondos were rough as fuck, bro. Um, they were they, they they were rough as hell, man. So yeah, we we've come through what has been, and it's not done yet. We've got a few more games before the break. We've come through um, our sternest test of the season. We've played Chelsea. We've played Tottenham. Uh, we've played West Ham. We've got Sociedad that I call them and Villa, probably the last two of the, the stern tests that we've had. Um, 
the sternest test we've had so far this season. Um, how are you guys genuine? I'll come to you, Seb. How are you feeling that we've come through this period? How are you looking for us to see out this period? Um, and how are you feeling going into what's going to be an uncharacteristic break in, in the Premier League season? Um, I think it's really positive that we come out of this period with some decent results. Um, I mean, you can obviously look back to the very, very start um, and and wonder what happens if you don't lose those two games and Ten Hag don't put faith in those players. But I think since then, obviously, we've kicked on when we've shown that we can rise our level when it comes to the top teams. I feel like uh, Manchester City obviously clearly better than us. But other than that, I feel like the gap between the teams are not as big as I initially thought um, at, the, at the start of the season. Uh, I think what it, this is going to come down to, um, obviously going forward uh, before I go into the break, is squad depth, which we don't have any. Um, and then also the poor, seat, the poor start. Um, so top four is going to be a, a real scrap. Um, and then, dust up. yeah, it's going to be a proper dust up. And then going into the break, what you do is obviously you hope that all of our players come back without injury. Uh, mm. A lot of players um, like Luke Shaw, right? So we don't, uh, England doesn't have a left back that's uh, is Shaw uh, injured or is he back? No, he's playing, not okay. So Shaw's back, all right. Playing. So maybe yeah. there's, there's I, I feel like the the, be- the beautiful thing about our players, good or bad, is that they're not certified starters for England. Um, and that doesn't mean that they're going to play and start every game. So, in regards to fatigue, I don't think. Um, oh, well, you see the players you care about, Maguire's a star. Yeah, the cares about player. Yeah, oh yeah, the cares about player. The players I care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not certified starters for England. Um, I mean, so yeah, I'm not certified starters for England. Um, so I think that that's positive. Uh, and in the play, in in the positions, and 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 those are actually key positions. Like you think about left wing, which is Rashford. You talk about right wing, which is Anthony. I don't know what. It's like for Brazil. I know there's a lot of competition for places there, so I don't see them playing. Anthony, second choice for Brazil. But second, perfect. There. So yeah, you you don't you don't I don't see a lot of fatigue. I think only Bruno and maybe Casemiro is where you might see the fatigue kick in um, in regards what, to yeah, other players. Question, I guess it's for you, seven. I guess for everybody else as well. We talk about fatigue. Mm-hmm. If you get to the final, you're going to play seven games in four weeks. Yeah. These guys have come off a period where they're playing a game every three days. Do we really think fatigue is going to be an issue with this World Cup? Maybe you might want to talk about the... Not, not the now, but the, later, later on. The other so, side of it. Okay. Yeah, so the other side. So when you talk about um, fucking... When you talk about March... When you talk yeah, about the games, April, the condensed games, the second half. Yeah, when you, yeah, so when you talk about that side of, uh, uh, of the year is where I think everyone will feel it. Um, and the, the the shit thing about it is the teams with the better players like Man City, uh, Chelsea, in regards to squads, they're going to feel it the, the most because a lot of their players will be starting. Um, um, and maybe Arsenal, if I look at it, I can't, I'm off the top of my head. But yeah, so yeah, I think every, many, I think they're going to feel it. How many of our, how many would you say of our like, starting core of players he starts from the country. I think let's Bruno, Casemiro, Maguire. Let's, let's, let's start from the back. So De Gea, Spain named 55 players and five keepers. He did not 
get yeah, names, no, no, no. but he's saying uh, Dalo is not a starter. Cantelo starts and ahead of him. Varane, bear, bear, depending on how fit he ends up being, is a starter. Yes, a starter, yeah. Yeah, it's a starter Sandra, but I don't know if he'll play. Lissandro Martinez, he's a starter. Yeah. Um, is he? Yeah, for Argentina. Yeah, he is. I know, they start, I, know, I know they start Romero. There's Otamendi as well. Lisandro probably based on this season will probably start. Yeah, I think yeah, he'll yeah. play now. I think he'll play now, which is annoying. Yeah, they're probably going to get Otamendi. Well, hopefully, hopefully they drop him, man. Do you know, I don't think he's he's that guy for country, man. Yo, Argentina manager. <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> I don't even know. You know. They're going to bring him into a World Cup. Be serious. Yeah, man. Are you I not listening to Graham, you, you Graham Sooners, bro? Come on, bro. That's the real technician, bro. Come on. Yeah, man. yeah. You make you make a valid point. I'm looking at the, a few of their last games, and Otamendi started over him. Uh, yeah, Otamendi and Romero might be their first choice. Yeah, Romero, part. man, I'm praying for God. That's, yeah, that's, what, I'm like, that's, what, that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we've got him. Luke Shaw, I think he's gonna start. I don't think I know Chilwell's back. I can't but... lie, bro. You missed our whole position. I can't lie, bro. What, what position? So, I've been obviously, Sweden and England and that. Do you know what I'm saying? Sweden didn't make it. Sweden, no, we're, talking about start, we're talking about our starters, isn't it? <laughs> um, so them other man, yeah, it's cool. We'll get back to so starters. You know, you World Cup. Yeah, yeah, coming to the, bad, yeah. <laughs> coming to left back. Um, Luke Shaw, I think he's gonna start for England. Uh, Chilwell has a start, yeah. So, again, Casemiro is a starter, uh, for Brazil, obviously. Um, so is Fred. So Fred. I'm mad at Fred the Red. Um, Bruno, what's Bruno's situation? He's Sometimes, we have five, cool. Anthony off the bench, um, yeah. Rashford, I think he's definitely going at this point. But do you think he goes from not picked in the last no. few squad? The thing is, he should because Sterling's having a stinker. But Southgate, Southgate moves on. Um, my boy, it's, isn't it? It's well, going to be Grealish, really Saka, Foden, or Sterling. Rashford ain't starting. Yeah, yeah so yeah, Rashford's he... not a starter, uh, and then Marshall. Well, Duke, who did for the starter? Ronaldo, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall going to the World Cup. No, he ain't no, going. No, no. If Marshall ain't going to the World Cup, our first team is in pretty decent shape, man. How many teams are you expecting to go deep? Brazil, um, Argentina, Argentina, and not that's England. not England, uh, not Portugal, maybe um, France. Maybe France. Yeah, Pogba's out, Kante's out, so it'll be interesting to see how they return. I think it's probably for the best butterfly effect with Paul Pogba, probably for the best that he doesn't go anyway. Um, but I think in comparison to probably some of our rivals, where let's say I mean Haaland's not going, Salah's not going, depending on how you look at Liverpool at the moment. Um, so it will be it'll it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be super interesting towards the back end of the season. Mm-hmm. I actually I, I want to see a case study to see if it's better or if it's worse, because as uh, I think me and you might have discussed this with Morales, is that we, mm. we don't know. Like, we don't know. And we, it might mean that we get a better World Cup because of the momentum and players are at their peak fitness uh, and play. Um, and then they're suffering the end of the season. Or it could be, you know, it could it could be a win-win. Who knows? Nobody and knows. You know the guys happen. that aren't going to the World Cup and get like a two-week holiday, right? So, Do they? I don't know. Yeah. Sancho got Miami, bro. 
Oh my days. Sancho, Sancho can't do bad, bro. He's like, maybe somebody gets injured. Maybe I shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just like, that, that he's going to pull stuff. He's like, brother, you know I'm in Dubai, you know? Like, I'm, you, I'm local, bro. Side. I'm local, bro. Let me know, man. I'm, I'm there. I'm local. Man said he's the weed, man. And he's going to say, Sancho is the weed, man. Do you think Sancho gets picked in the 55-man squad thing? I don't think so, you know. That's damning It's been shocking. That's damning, but I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he does either, based on how he's how he's performed. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd be. I'd be surprised. I just want to have a quick word about Diego Dallo. So his contract expires end of this season, but we've got an option to extend. Um, yeah, have you guys seen his quotes? <laughs> yeah, he don't. He don't want to chat about contract. He just said, "Hey, you man, fucked up, right? You know, you fucked up, right?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Individuals will have to come secondary at this time. There's also a World Cup. I don't think that this is the time to talk about this new contract. Man mm. says, Javi, bell me, bro. I'm just happy yeah. that I'm helping this club. I love to play for this club. And I think that shows every single time I step onto Old Trafford yeah, and every time off, I work this guy, this is the most important for me right now. Yeah, mm. That's ball. that. You know, when a player wants it's to bad, stay, they bro. say it explicitly. In my opinion, I don't know what you guys think, yeah, but he's been, off, linked he's, to, he's, been, he's been linked to that. that would be, do you know how annoying that would be? That that's jokes, bro. We're getting some actual consistency, and then somebody else gets to benefit from it. Um, yeah. we're linked to some right backs in, in January as well, aren't we, Reams? Yeah, he looks, he looks decent, man. He looks decent. He's a real carrier, shifty. PMP a little bit of jinky jinky in him, so it'll be interesting to have another another option. Ten Hag mentioned um Wambasaka last few weeks because he's come back from injury, but I don't expect to to see him very much. Um I just want us to look ahead to Thursday's game. We're gonna have the Patreon preview, so not too much detail reams here, but um what are your thoughts high level in regards to that that game and obviously that's to decide on if we finish first or second and if we finish first we get to miss the round of 32 games but if we don't we, we end up playing I think one of the teams we dropped down from the Champions League so yeah we got to win it man we got a better the result they got against us so 2-0 yeah it's got to be by two goals um nothing if it was 3-1 that would do but it's still okay. Um, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's actually a tough game, you know. We're away from home. We also they, they lost this weekend to Real Betis, also the team. They also won their group in the Europa League. But um, nah, it's a tough team. They they got interesting formation. They got good players, experienced players. Um, you know, technical team. You know, as you'd expect from Spain. They get they um, they got a kid called Zubia Mendy holding the field is really nice. Mikel Marino is really nice. Um. Yeah, so it, it, it's it's going to be a hard game, man. Like we we ain't going to go down just like run all over them. I think it's one of these games where we really have to have our shooting boots on. So yeah, obviously yeah. we yeah, we we'll, we'll get a bit deeper into it. We will do. We will do. Yeah. Thanks for that little preview. So uh, the Patreon episode, we won't put a paywall behind that. So you guys can uh, get a nice little preview of uh, another big game. It feels like, I don't know if it's just me exaggerating, but it feels like every game feels like a big game to me, a statement game. What am I going to learn about this team? Can't afford to drop any points because we're all going to add up in regards to this race for the top four that we're, I think we can say we're a part of now. Uh, and then obviously that first game that we lost against, so that was not a penalty. That first game we lost against Sociedad, um, trying to rewrite that. Um, nice one, Reams. Let's finish up with some listeners' questions. I was going to say that, ah, oh, maybe because the improved performances um, that we're getting so many, but 
we always have gotten listeners questions when we've been good and probably even more so when we've been bad. Uh, so let's whiz through them now. First is from 98 Zeki. Asked this last week, but still applies in my opinion. With Martial being unreliable and Ronaldo not firing, is it worth a try with McNeil until Jan? Not many other options unless we go Rash 9 and Anthony Garnacho, Sancho outright. Rash up top is a bad Garnacho. Out wide. Rash up top is a bad idea, in my opinion, though. Um, who's watched this Charlie McNeil? This is a kid from um, City, City, isn't it? Uh, 600 yeah. on Saturn. Or yeah, yeah I, I watched him. I, I feel like he's gone through a growth spurt as well. What's uh, his profile? So, what sort of striker is he? Uh, yes, exactly. No, that's, a, yeah. that's a perfect description. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like Lewandowski. The thing is. <laughs> I love like um young like, strikers, you, yeah. You, yeah, man, that's my thing, bro. That's that's my thing. So I always want to give them a chance because if you're in a team that's playing well, it's so easy for a young striker to come on. And, and make an impact if he's technically good, right? Okay. If he's technically good in regards to holding up play, he might not bag, but mm. someone like him is a killer finisher. And I think because of the chances we're currently creating, is that if any if there's any position you'd promote from a youth team, it'd be a striker right now, in my opinion, mm. because of the chances we're creating. So I I might I I'd do I'd do it, but yeah. Um the, I, the I thing is I understand why he position. doesn't do it. You know, it, it is the hardest position, but the way we're playing right now, it's the only position I'd, I'd promote. Um, but I get why he doesn't do it, because if he does do it and he bangs, then you've got Marshall on the bench and Ronaldo on the bench. And I think he's still he's still doing the team, the team thing. Um, and it's like a hard thing to to kind of conquer. But if, if I was the manager, I'd, I'd chance it and just see what, mm. what happens. Personally, I think uh, my thinking for why he's not doing it is... is um... Our team are not good enough to protect these kids. Like Charlie McNeil, what he's nineteen. Obviously, uh, obviously, there's players younger that have been through worse media-wise. But the problem where Manny Manny are still in that position where one or two players could be the complete difference between a win or a loss. Like you know, like City, you took out Haaland, right? You put in uh, what's his name, Alvarez, and I think Alvarez is is, is his name Alvarez. Yeah. Anyways, I think he's good. I think he's really good forward. Whatever, but. Essentially, if he scores on or doesn't, Kevin De Bruyne puts together some magic um, set piece goal. McNeil comes to this Man United team, starts at at number nine, doesn't put away goals for five games like what Jesus is going through right now. If the rest of our forwards don't put in those put in um, put the ball in the back of the net, which is very difficult for them to do, if I'm honest. It's all on McNeil. It's, it's like these these things will be added to them, which is why I understand sometimes when managers say like, okay, I want the last 30 minutes when we're winning, like uh, uh, how Pep does with Palmer or how United managers with good United teams used to do. I right, fling them in now because they can be protected. You can't... United, we're trying to hold on to 1-0 at West Ham in the 91st minute. Mm, what do you think, Seven Reams? The only benefit I can see right now of putting in Charlie McNeil that he can't be any worse than Ronaldo. He might even be better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, that's that would be the main justification is that there's the times where you could put in a young kid into a, into a team and they can drown and it'll make the team worse. But I don't mm. think 
don't think we can get any worse than <laughs> than what we get with Ronaldo. You know what I mean? But I think a centre forward is like the toughest position to come into in top level football and break in as a youth player. Like, think of all the top forwards we've seen for history. Most of them, when they got their breakthrough, they came in and they started out on the left wing, or they had to do their yeah. donkey work on the you wing. You also have to do the common yeah. as a wide forward before you get yeah, a start. Yeah, an internship on the wing before they before they really get yeah. that, that, that. Even 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 with redacted number eleven, he had to do it. Mm. Van Persie had to do it. Aguero did it. Most of most of the top strikers had their little had their little stretch on the wing. You know what I mean? But throwing a, a young teenager that hasn't fully grown yet up at centre forward at the top level. It's tough, you know what I mean? It's a little bit easier if you're playing on the wing because you give the ball away so often. Like, you're not in a dangerous position to turn the ball over. But up front, like, um, you need your striker to actually provide something, you know what I mean? So they can, so they can really struggle in that situation. But, like, I, I, I wouldn't be holding against it. Like, right now, like what Seb said, like how we're playing, like, we're playing good without really having a competent striker anyway. So it's not... It's not like it, it, there's no harm giving him a try, maybe against Aston Villa in the League Cup and seeing how he looks. Like you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I feel like if I was going to promote another player right now, I'd, I'd more likely, I'd be more so inclined to give Garnacho and Zidane a try. Mm, Zidane, he did his thing in um in preseason, man. Um, and I wonder how far he is from it. I, I thought that the games against the likes of Ammonia and Sheriff, we might get to see a little cameo, but Ten Hag has not lit up any point. Say that again? If we, against Ammonia, if he was winning 3-0, 4-0 at halftime, he, he would have, yeah. We were still trying to we we're still trying to get that goal against Ammonia when you come to the, the issues with the front line. So, um, so, Nigo, you're saying no to McNeil, yeah? No, no, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see McNeil starting. I think mm-hmm. I don't. I think Ten Hag wants a bit more control before he brings those players in. Okay. Just... Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Reams, you were on the fence. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, I'd say there's there's there's. There's better young players to bring in right now instead of before McNeil. you bring in Charlie McNeil, yeah. yeah. And Seb, you, you're all for it. You love a young striker. Yeah, that's me. Um, that's all. That's you all over here. Cool. Yeah. Uh, next one is from United CM98. Is Dallo currently the best performing right back in the league? He looks a completely different player to the one who got twisted up by Dajuma. No, he's not. How well do you think he is performing? Is he top five this season? Top ten? Is I, I think that. I think- the best right back in the league this season than Kieran Trippier. Then after that, there's been a few decent ones. You know, Reece James was doing good before the injury. Ben White's been really good. And um, yeah. Dallow. Cancelo was smoking stuff. Cance- Cancelo playing right back? Playing left back. Oh, maybe. well, left back. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So we saying top five perform at right back this season, yeah? Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm mad at it. I think, um, I guess, okay, so this is a question I want to ask then. What do you? What have you? What are the improvements you've seen in this game that you think have been a direct result of um, Ten Hag's coaching, or do you think this has just been a natural evolution for him? I, I don't. I don't know. Play. I think his position. I think. I think his positional play is different. Um, obviously, that's like a, a, a instruction where he's more of an inverted. Uh, 
uh, fullback. Um, I don't think I haven't really seen improvements from his crossing because that was like a main thing for me. He's crossing or like when he's running onto the ball, his final ball hasn't been the best. I just feel like what's happened is we're playing a great system and it allows a comfortable footballer to get onto the ball in, in, in dangerous areas. And also he's good at like rotating and also keeping a ball in play, keeping a ball pushing and also like supporting and, and being an option. Um, and we're just using his technical abilities um, in the attacking areas, but less crossing, just more, you know, um, combination play, should I say? Yeah, yeah, combination play. Yeah, and then he's also... More, the... he's more, he's more in build-up than really... Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think defensively he's improving, though. And that's what Ten Hag was saying. He's saying defensively he's getting better every week. And that's where the big thing has come. Is, is, is def- Because I thought he was suspect defensively. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely improving in that area. Cool. Reams, Neil, I don't know if you guys want to add anything else on top of that. Yeah, I think the main things he's brought is his ability in build-up play, his ability to play off both feet and pass and progress the ball is really good. You know, like, he, 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 he's combination play with, with the wingers and like you know like a lot of the time he's a part of like you know we're building that three one six kind of build up yeah a lot of the time he's a, he's a part of the, the front six like you know what i mean so yeah um i think also his heading ability his head game <laughs> oh. <laughs> his head game has been really beneficial as well <laughs> you know like at the back post we use something yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right but now the liability at the back post now now that back post is locked down. So that it's clear that Dallow's a good player, man. He always had good he always had good skill set, but now we finally put him in a position where he can really where his skills can really be useful. So yeah, where he can succeed, yeah. I agree. Yeah, he might even start he might even start for Portugal at the World Cup as well. So I think New Zealand might be Mmm, so then can Cancelo at left back, Dallow at right back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be a hell of a come up for the kid. Um, next one from A1 Qualms. Um, bit of a rude question, but whatever. Is Thug Nacho actually better than Alanga, or is this a shiny new toy syndrome for United fans? No, that's Listen, uh, can, look, I, can I tell you why? Can I, t- can I tell you why we know he is? Yeah, obviously away from watching man. Yeah, United fans knew. That Alanga was whack from day one. Let's be, let's keep it a buck. Yeah, we've never been. Yeah, I've never been high on him. I've never been high on him. The language is always, he's a kid, man. Like, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we're going to treat young players. Then, what's the point in development? (laughs) That's how we've always spoken about. Even now, blood, I can't lie. Even now, every young player player that is good when they're 25, they look amazing at 18 as well. They might have yeah, had, yeah. they might have, they might have had a dip in form here and there. Their struggles, like, but like when Marcus Rashford came through at eighteen, he looked amazing. When Anthony Marshall oh. came here at nineteen, he looked amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Redemption, every player, he looked, he looked amazing. Really, Ronaldo. Yeah, facts. Every, every player that we've said, give them time, man, has turned out whack. McTominay, whack. Um, <laughs> when when we say. Like man, come on, man. They're young, man. They got time, man. 25, 26 will judge them. Yeah, there's a problem. <laughs> they're so whack at 26, like, bro. You know what's so bro. funny? That, that killed me. Because there's still this classic episode of the main pod where there was a guy who came, a guest came on, and he called Lindelof a seven-year project. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you buy a player that's a seven-year project, and on a five-year contract, you made a mistake. <laughs> 
you got you got to sign into another contract just to recoup your investment, how man. Can, how can your investment come good? I Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. that, that, that's that's the sort of long game that even Bobby Axelrod wouldn't would yeah, have. That's, that's what the man, that's how 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 the man, that's when we was in the FA Youth Cup and Elanga was our player, he dropped one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life against Chelsea. He stunk it up. Like, he mm. was atrocious. Like, this guy has never been good. <laughs> mm. It's crazy. He's got the heart. He's got the chip on his shoulder. He's got the athleticism, but he's just their, not good. He's their just their, their, argument, their good. argument is, like, he's got tools that might potentially end up being good. But, like, bro, like, so he's just quick. So he's just so does McTominay. Like McTominay is never gonna be him. Like you know what I mean. Like it's not good enough for this. It's not good enough for this level. It's not good enough for this level. Like he, mm. like he was just not a threat yesterday, man. As quick as he is, he's he's more like good for his pressing and getting stuck in. But uh, even oh, when he had that he opportunity, he when he got in, yeah, it's like even when he got that up that opportunity when he got in behind and Zuma was, he just rushed it. It's like now nah, mm. he doesn't have it in him to take it down, take a second and find the fuck. Nope. Ah, someone's coming. Let me just quickly put my foot through it and hopefully something happens, man. Um, so obviously we're not hating on the kid, it's just how we feel about it. So uh A1 qualms. Um, no, it's not a shiny new toy. Alanga is not levels, not to say Garnacho is amazing or anything like that, but even in that one um even in that one uh appearance against Sheriff, I think he's got more comp worthy and he showed me more in that game than all the performances I've seen from uh Alanga since he's come um come up. Right, Alanga's never had a performance like that. Never, and he never will. Um, ooh, interesting one from Slim Popper underscore. Like lads, man, got to work on these acts, man. Um, which United player will have the best World Cup performance? Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw, yeah. Oh, oh, Any oh, other sorry, contenders? I forgot about Casemiro. I think Bruno. Casemiro. <laughs> I think Bruno. <laughs> If Bruno makes out the group stage, it's a miracle. Hold on a minute, player. This is my World Cup performance. The only players individual performance. The only players that we have, yeah, in Mm. notable position. So let's be real. Like Casemiro's an unsung hero, amazing footballer, amazing footballer. He's not. He's not walking out on match of the days. Everyone gets their flowers at the World Cup. They do, man. They do. Mascherano got his flowers in 2014. Yeah, 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 actually, we're keeping That's it, we keep, we're keeping it a buck. And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been getting this foul since he came in for us. I think, uh, Bruno doesn't play well for Portugal, mm. he gets talked out like 60 minutes. Into it, he doesn't play well, it's, it's, it's the same issue he has where him and Ronaldo are trying to occupy the same zones. And on top of that, Bruno's not actually that good. Uh, put those two things together, and it's hard. Uh, ballsy shout there, um, Nigo. Let's see what happens. Uh, I'm standing right still, I'm standing yeah, I respect it, man. Uh, next one is from that Adeni guy. Shout him out. Is 18 out for Villa? Yes, he is. If this is true, what midfield combo would you guys go for? And what, would that midfield combo look more secure in possession? Uh, I'll start with you, Reem. So with Bruno out this Sunday against Villa, um, who would you play in your... What midfield would you go with? Like a 4-2-3-1? Would you stay with a 4-3-3? And who would you go with? I want to. I want. I want. I want Ten Hag to go back to that four-four-two. He's been experimenting with in the Europa League. I want to see Ericsson, Casemiro, Pivot, Garnacho on the left, 
Rashford up front with if Marshall went back then I guess Ronaldo, Anthony on the right. I wanna I wanna see that where Marshall where where if Marshall's back, we should really try that. So I think a Rashford and Marshall front two has been overdue for so long. Like they have like a telepathic connection, like it's crazy. Front two's been overdue for so long. They they're bound to play together, man. Sir Alex would have ran that time ago. Time ago, bro. Time ago. <laughs> four four two's come making a comeback as well. Cool. So you go mid- midfield two in a flat four midfield. Um Nigo, what would you go with? No, uh, Seb, what would you go with? Uh, I, 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 the four four two has always been, yeah, my, my, my goal to I think we need to run it back. Uh, Rashford and Marshall up front, it's going to be chaos. Um, yeah, that would be my team. Yeah, I think and Anthony's a nice balance of wingers. Mm, mm, I like it, I like it. That Garnacho profile, he's nippy, but he's not the same sort of he doesn't. Uses nippiness the same way Rashford does. Um, he's, an out, he's an outlet, yeah, but he's also got one v one quality as well, which yeah. is not that common right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's gonna if he shows keeps showing Ten Hag he's, he's serious, he's gonna keep getting minutes for the rest of the season. So I'm really interested to see how he develops, man. Uh, that still drives him into training, which is cute. Um, ZS underscore London. How does Ten Hag fix the constant sitting back we do in the second half of games? What do you think that is? Do you think that's a lack of confidence from the players? Do you think that's instruction? Do you think that's fatigue? Um, what do you guys think in regards to that? Do so we do that? Do we I don't do think that? we constantly sit back. I think um, what you maybe was against West Ham, we did that. But otherwise, I, and I think I think rather than constantly sitting back, I think he's thinking of the underwhelming second half against um, Chelsea. And I don't think it's a constantly sitting back thing, but it's something I wanted to bring up. Ten half he, substitutions. He even said, but with yeah, that, with that, he 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 says that he said that the reason why he's making those subs is because of fatiguing players, right? And he's looking at the midfield, especially the midfield area, uh, where there's so many games. He's trying to get like certain men to rest. That's what he was pretty much saying. Um, and then, um, of course, there's obviously a defensive action there. Uh, I, I know sometimes it works, right? And there's some players, oh, sorry, some managers in the past that's that's got that particular move right and correct nine times out of ten. Jose Mourinho was one at Chelsea that I could that could remind me when he had his players to see out a game. Whereas Ten Hag is doing it for a mixture of two reasons. I don't think it's working, but I feel like next season with hopefully a few improvements, we'll be able to see our games more comfortably than what's currently happening. I don't like the subs. I think they're too defensive. Like the subs against West Ham, I don't. I don't like them. McTominay, I don't see what he provided. I don't. I don't get what he brought him on to provide. Of course, yeah. He, and Chimone, Chimone, him and Fred almost combined for a goal. To be fair, which is like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I'm not. That's, that's not but like, I don't. I think his substitutions are just too defensive. Like, bring on, bring on another one of the wingers. Like, bring on another guy that can stretch the game. Like, he took up all our wide threats, all our pace. Like. It's so weird, and this is the thing, you're so right, and it's so interesting. Sometimes, I know we always say this, but it's like, the best form of stopping the other team from scoring is you having a potent attack, or you being able to push them back. And if your mindset is just, oh, I'll just bring on players who can help us contain them, um, you're just inviting pressure again and again. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how he approaches that in the next couple of games. I don't think we 
constantly pushed back. I think we had a poor second half against Chelsea, was probably what you're thinking about. And yesterday, I think there was a bit of that, and the subs didn't inject that next thing. Ronaldo should have come off at some point, to be honest with you. I just feel like it feels like we're playing with 10 men at times with that guy. Um, cool. I just want to ask you guys one last question. There's a bunch of questions, but got to go, got to go. Um, Rashford 100, what is your favourite Marcus Rashford goal, Reams? And the Europa League 2017. Remind us. Um, Remind me. <laughs> um, so we needed a bit. I think we needed a goal to go through. I think we might have been away. He gets the ball at the edge of the area. Does a nice little drag onto his left foot. And like puts it into the bottom corner with his left foot. And that goal put us through to the semi-final, I believe. And that's when he's like yeah. 19 as well. So it was a big goal, big moment. Skills, composure. I remember I was watching it at a pub as well and I was gassed. So... That one just really stands out in my mind. I think the best goal is probably the Chelsea free kick. That's my favourite. Stunner. How about you, Seb? It has to be PSG pen. Oh, this guy, man. No, wait. Did you say, wait, what was the question? What best goal your, or what? The best goal, not your favourite. Oh, okay. Best goal is uh, Chelsea uh, free kick, I think. Chelsea I think, free kick. Yeah. I, I love the goal against um, Liverpool when he turned Trent and fired it in. Yeah, when he chopped um, it and smacked it. Yeah, that's good. And I love that. You know that goal against West Ham? What one? Which one? FA Cup dragged it through the man's leg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing Rash doing Rash Sanity 2016. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he has scored some amazing goals in in yeah, his... Goal uh, against, uh, I, I can't remember if it was against Brighton or Huddersfield as well when Dallow was playing left back. And he's like, dragged it and he's like, dragged it and it, like, he's passed it to him on a byline and he's like, done it, he beat the defender, dragged it back onto his right and put it into the corner. Oh yeah, and it, it went from the keeper's hands. Against, that, was a, that, that was a bad boy goal. Wasn't that against Ben White? No, no, that, no, no, no. You're talking about the chop. You're, yeah. Um, no, no, this, this is like the one where he smacks it from the angle. Yeah. Okay. I need if there isn't out there already. I need the video. He's got. He's got. A, I think he's got a better. He's got better goals for England. You know, in regards to like some of the goals he's got for England, like the long range strikes. Uh, against uh, Costa Rica, uh, the one against Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a time he was England's top two performers, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll man. See, man. Yeah, well, boy, it's listen. It's a, it's a, it's a good time to be a, a Rash fan. I, I got a lot of stocks on underrated, so I'm gonna need him to keep um cashing out for me man lads as always a pleasure uh got a couple of big games again this week Sociedad on the thursday reams and i will do a preview on wednesday drop in for everybody and then we've got the game against una emre's aston villa new manager bounce on the sunday um but as always lads a pleasure peace, peace. rashford he's in here he scores marcus rashford Takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U.
bars done. Slap one, snap two, that she dance on. Like Rashford, I'm a fast one. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Podcast Network.